Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. to Anchored In Always. I am so excited about my guest today on the show. Um, I met Dawn through a friend of a friend via Facebook, actually, and she had reached out to me, I believe it was back in January, and um, I didn't get back to her till just recently, Um, and honestly, I believe that was in and of itself a God thing because um, our conversation, when I reached out to her, we talked on the phone, and we just had a beautiful conversation and just really connected, and I just felt like it was God's timing that if I had contacted her back when she reached out to me, we wouldn't have had the depth of conversation that we had just a few weeks ago. And so after hearing Dawn's story and talking to her, which you guys are all going to hear in just a moment here, um, I felt a connection. I felt like she would be a great guest to have on this show and just share her story of um, her identity and just kind of discovering some, some deeper things about herself through the process of just life and the work that she was doing and, and how, um, she kind of stumbled across it, which she'll share. And then in doing so, it took a lot of courage to keep going in that direction. And I'm excited for you to hear, um, her story today. So with that, um, I'm just going to, Dawn, if you would like to introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you. First of all, I'm self-appointed president of your fan club. We are really just seeing each other face to face on the Zoom call right now. But certain people you feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. their souls before you even see their faces. And and you are doing such a great service for so many people. And so I'm just so grateful, A, to be your friend and B, to be on this this podcast with you. So yeah, my name is Dawn Kendrick. I've been a reporter for 20 years. It's been just in Cleveland here. And uh, I'm a University of Missouri journalism school graduate. And most recently, I'm doing a series of stories called The Good Stuff, the stories that I that fill me up, the stories that resonate with viewers long after the newscast is over. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how I found you and following your story. And and what we say over and over again is often the best good stuff comes from the really not good stuff to yeah. avoid a certain word I was about to use there, but you know, you, the stuff you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. And I've seen it time and time again, people who rise up in the face of that and they end up uplifting, encouraging and inspiring others. And I take my, it's almost like my energy comes from them in my own story. It mm-hmm. kind of follows that humility. We say patience, humility, gratitude, repeat. And that's what I learn from people like you. And so we keep growing the family. And so we're, we say we're the good stuff family. Oh, I could not love that more. And um, when I heard from you originally, I did go and kind of stalk you on social media uh-huh. and saw some of your stories. And it was just so amazing. And I just, I love that because 
that's what Josh and I are finding that it's really through sharing our hard stuff that we are um, finding having a greater impact on people and they can relate to us. It's not when we share all of the perfect, you know, Facebook and Pinterest worthy posts that people don't relate to that. They relate to the hard, painful stuff. And that's where you really make some deep connections. So I just, I love those stories that you do. And um, I completely agree with you. Um, so Dawn, I was going to say, uh, ask you to share a little bit about what you used to do and, and then what changed, what brought you to doing the good stuff? How did that shift happen in your life? Well, broadcast news was my life uh, from, from the week after I graduated. Uh, and so I've been in a few cities and Cleveland has become my home. I'm, I'm originally from St. Louis. But this last time around, the new news director through the door didn't renew my contract. And it happens all the time in this business. I mean, just flip on the news and the next day there's somebody else. I get that. But it's so humbling when it happened to me. Right. And he has a job to do. They had a direction. And and so my prayer that day on a cliche, rainy, sleety, cold November day in Cleveland, as I sat in my car and took some notes, was Father God, how are you going to show me how to turn my walking papers into my permission slip? Those were the words I feel like the Holy Spirit put on my heart to pray. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? We got this. We got this because you can't do all your favorite stories. The good stuff, family stories of these people who deal with like yourselves, who deal with much bigger crosses to bear than an opportunity to change lanes in your career and tell the stories you love the most anyway. So I kind of pictured that hurdle on my shoulder and I just flicked it right off. And I said, let's go. Where are we going to go from here? And these stories, you, I can't tell them quickly enough. They just, we say, God weaves, now watch them work. And together we can, together we will. Those are the two mantras the Good Stuff family stands on. And it's true. It's real. The fact that I'm even talking to you right now that you mentioned in the intro, that was completely a God wink that you reached out, that you happened to see that text at a time when I needed to meet you. Just keep taking the next best step. You don't know what opportunities you'll have to uplift, encourage, and inspire. And that's what fuels me. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I, I agree with you. I do not believe in coincidences anymore. Um, I honestly just feel that God is working through every aspect of our lives and he's weaving and bringing things all together. And sometimes we don't we don't realize that till later. They always say hindsight is 2020. And I find that to be so true. When you look back on the course of your life, you kind of see how all of these things couldn't have come together by accident. And so it's just, it gives me chills sometimes to think about how he, you know, how little we are compared to this great, big, huge God and cosmos and everything he created. And yet we matter to him. The details of our lives matter to him. I love and it. The weaving rolls on, right? I picture it like a thread that God is the needle, right? And we just keep weaving right through. And most of the time, they're the stories where we go, really, God, really? <laughs> and then after we have a little time to see clearly and to give it all to him, what becomes, oh, really, God, really, right? Same words, just a different. And so I say the, the prayer every morning, this will answer. I'll, I'll um, just say it now. I know it's a question coming up, but the prayer every morning is all right, Father God, I'm going to put two feet on the floor. I may not make it past the Keurig machine, but I would ask that you would order my steps, open wide the doors that need to be open, 
meeting my friend Katie Joel, um, and close tightly the doors that need to be closed and grant me discernment. Thank you for the blessings already on their way. Amen. And when you pray that and a door closes, your first reaction is really God, really? And then you're like, no, right. You know what? I literally prayed that. I know that you are a sovereign God. I know that you, these good stuff stories are often the God stuff stories. And when you're typing too, when I type too quickly, often like when an O is omitted, it is the God stuff. When you take, leave the O out of good, it literally says right in front of my face, the God stuff stories. And I leave it that way sometimes because usually the people like yourselves, your family who I'm writing about are the God stuff. And they are in fact, taking all of their strength sometimes uh, from up above and inspiring me and, and hopefully millions more. Yes. Yes. So tell me a little bit um, about like making this shift um, what, what joy has that brought to your life? I know you had mentioned to me in our conversation, how, um, you know, your career was your life, like you were married to it in a sense. And so share a little bit about that. And, and also maybe some fears that you might have surrounding this, this shift, this change in your path. Sure. The joy is in simply doing the stories that I loved the most. And you know what? The last station I worked at here, I said it when I was there, nothing short of a blessing. And I still say it. It truly was. It was a gift in and of itself from God. Uh, And so sometimes he gives and sometimes he moves us right out of our own way. And what the joy I have now is that if I'm investing time in a story or in interviews like this, it is the stuff that is joy in my heart, right? It is. Whereas when I was in the newsroom, uh, and I had been reporting for years, we were a few, a couple of us were the lead reporters Monday through Friday. And I was grateful for that job. But my head said, you better keep your nose to the grindstone. This is a great job. And then all the doubts come in. If anyone's listening to this, I'm speaking to you right now. What doubts keep coming in your head? You've done this so long. You're twice as old as half the new hires. You, you don't even know how to do anything else, John. What are you going to do? And the head was nose to the grindstone and the heart was going, nope, nope, nope. And let's just be honest. I would have renewed. Of course I would have renewed mm-hmm. because of all those doubts. But then sometimes what seems like a setback is a set up. I think that's a Joel Osteen line. I picture it like a like a slingshot where you just keep getting pulled back and back and back because there are, and then all the things come. Now you don't have the full-time salary. You don't have the benefits pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. I fully believe, and you can attest to this, that God releases us exactly in that slingshot in his perfect timing to go farther than we could have ever imagined on our own. Mm-hmm. Hashtag divine design, not mine. And so the head heart, the conflict between the head and the heart, if you're listening, What is that conflict? I say, identify it today and give it all up. Give it all up to God. Because even my my favorite script in Philippians 4, my favorite um, verse is be anxious for nothing. That that is key in all things. Because some nights I wake up going, oh, Lord, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and with supplication and with thanksgiving, gratitude, 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 every day, choosing gratitude. Let your requests be known to God. Katie, like shout them out. The really God, really? I mean, my request today, God, is what are you doing? What are you doing? I think he likes those prayers, you know, the song better than a hallelujah. 
Let your request be known to God, even if it's just, I don't understand you, but I'm coming to you instead of running away from you. You will never fail. You'll never fail when you take that route. So let your request be known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses understanding that's bigger than anything we could have ever imagined will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Mm. And Paul didn't say, we'll guard you through Christ Jesus. It would have been fewer words and quicker to say, right? But I believe from my own experience that he knew that our hearts and our minds are two very different things. We'll guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. The prayer, anyone listening again, just pray it out loud. Father God, that you would guard my heart and my mind, because yeah. just when I think I have something figured out, or I have this calling, it's the career versus the calling, yeah. right? So I, the joy for me comes in not having that conflict anymore. Now, the fears are the things that, oh Lord, have mercy. Um, <laughs> how to make the mortgage, <laughs> you know, when we're trying to figure out how to tell these stories, I know that the world needs them. I need them. And we're looking for a way, a platform in which we can share them far and wide. So that that's the fear. But again, fear, get behind me, Satan, get behind me. You know, we <laughs> say it yeah. daily, my friends and I joke, I bought these little speakers, these wireless speakers, and they were only, I only had them a few weeks and they weren't charging. And I said, oh no, Satan, you get behind me. And then I realized, oh, I was plugging it in wrong. I'm like, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Satan, you get behind me. Oh, my bad. But I say, call them out anyway. You know, what could it hurt? Because God knows, we all know after the last couple of years, whoa, he gets in the cracks, doesn't he, Katie Joe? He can, he can. We the God works best through the broken. We see it all the time in the mm-hmm. Bible. Consider yourself privileged if you're listening to this right now in your brokenness. This is how he fills us up and puts us back together as the masterpiece that we are, right? But be guarded because those cracks I found allows the enemy in too. And you know, I never used to talk like this, the enemy, Satan. Guess what? We better start calling it out what it is, I think, right. you know? Do not let him in. Open up those cracks to be filled up with everything that is good, the Holy Spirit to just flow through and and let that be your motivator and literally put the hand up and say, uh-uh, not today. Not today, Satan. You back up, back up. There's the door. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Amen. Yes. I, and I also, um, when I think about the cracked pot, you know, and and the masterpiece, um, I, what I found too, is I've tried for so long in my life to have a perfect pot, no flaws, no cracks. I didn't want the world to see my brokenness. I thought that did not honor God for the long time. I believed that lie that I had to have it all together. And I had to put on this perfect, perfect face and front because otherwise people, if they saw weakness, they would think my God was weak. And, mm-hmm. and so I was so misguided for so long. And then it, it's been, as I've allowed those cracks to show, I, I almost, it's like God's light is in me. And when those cracks show his light shines through those cracks. If I continue to, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a round of applause. <laughs> Drop the mic. Yes. Yes. Preach girl. Preach. That's yeah, it. If, you know, that's if we continue light. to cover those cracks, his light can't shine through. And that's why the Bible talks about, you know, it is in our weakness that he is made strong and people see that strength and, and they can relate to the cracks. Everybody's got them. So people can relate to that. And so I love what you're doing and sharing these stories. And I love what you said too, that 
um, often our setbacks are actually our setups. And that is so true. I found that to be so true in my life. The things that, that, you know, I never thought would, you know, struggles in my marriage. I've watched other women walk through, um, infidelity in their marriage or drug and alcohol abuse of their loved one. And, and it tore families apart. And, and so, and, and I remember telling myself, I don't think I could stay in that situation. If that was Josh, I just, you know what, bye, I'm out. I'm, you know, I, that's, I'm not going to tolerate that, but when it happened to me and God used this situation, um, to help me have compassion and love my husband in a way that I wouldn't have been able to love him had this stuff not happened. And more importantly, that he allowed it me to be able to cling to him. If I could control the situation and, and my husband, um, I wouldn't need God, but because I had no control over the choices that he was making or the circumstances in my life or what happened to our son, um, I needed to rely on God. Um, it, it was in my weakness that I, that I needed God more than anything. And I realized that. And so that's, that's also the power of recognizing our weaknesses and embracing them. Um, so I could not agree with you more with all of that. Um, I wanted to have you share just because what you, the work that you do is so beautiful. Um, what's maybe like one or two stories that really stuck out to you. That's really, you know, impacted your life as you've been doing this kind of work. So many, there are so yeah. many. And uh, often, like I say, the um, wristbands on my arm tell the story. Ella Fink was four when she passed from a brain tumor. Colin Nemet was 11. Uh, but then I was at a funeral for an 88 year old uh, adopted mama of mine who had lived this beautiful life. And what you do, what you do with four years or 11, listen, it took three hours to get up to Colin Nemitz's parents at that church that day. There's an 11 year old boy in a casket. Yeah. And that is a total, really God, really? Yeah. But there was so much joy, Katie, in that church because this 11-year-old kid, whoo, we had just interviewed him the week before and he was playing. He had beaten cancer twice. Mm. Uh, now, I shouldn't say beaten it. He had, it was a, a, a genetic marker that guaranteed these stupid brain tumors, these aggressive, awful brain tumors were gonna come back. But he prayed into it and he told the priests and the doctors, Oh, God's taking care of my tumors. And the doctor mm -hmm. said, okay, whatever. Good for you. But no, that's not what this scan shows. Do you know twice, Katie, those tumors, no sign of them twice. Yeah. And then, and the, the parish is learning and the family that are learning from the parents of this child at that faith you can stand on faith. You don't have to understand what God's plan is because they knew and Colin knew that third time he said, I think Jesus wants me to be with him because he's not going to heal my tumors this time. Mm. He told us that like the week and a half before. And that church was filled with joy at a, at a funeral. Are yeah. you kidding me? How is that possible? Well, I know now. And that 11-year-old faith powerhouse named yeah. Colin Nemet is still leading by the fact that I'm talking about him now. And hopefully people will Google and find these parents have taught me what it means to, they gave their child to Jesus and, and they know where he is. So when I have stories like that, those are my favorite stories that continue to inspire. And if I could just share one more, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Chappelle Letman. 
he was a phenomenal artist in uh, New York and people paid a lot of money for his art, but he came back to Cleveland to take care of his mom. He ends up losing his eyesight to glaucoma. His mom dies, I think within days, maybe a week of when he was declared officially blind. Now, if somebody's going to say, really, God, really, I would think it would be him. What does he do? He ends up sculpting. He gets these big hunks of all kinds of rock, granite and marble. And in his little bitty flat in, in the east side of, of Cleveland, he sculpts all, all hours of the night. And I'm with, with his hands, no power drills, drilling and sanding and drilling. And every sculpture he has has a hole. You know how long it takes to drill to sand a hole through these these hunks of rock but he said he's he talks to god all through the night his conversations not praying but conversations with a god who he knows to be sovereign mm -hmm. and you know what he said he because uh, uh, i'd interviewed him for a story it was on a terrible day that i was having myself and i felt like god dropped him right into into my life at that moment but he said you know what don i feel like i see much better the things that are important without eyes that physically see because mm -hmm. it allows him to see our hearts and our souls before he ever judges our face yeah. our appearance our weight our height our race whatever and i thought wow that's huge and one side was of his sculptures was always really rough like the road that has been torn up before they pave it mm -hmm. and then the other side smooth as a salmon belly and i told i asked him i go that smooth side is not your seeing side, is it? And he just smiled and he said, it's not, it's not, you got it, you got it. So now fast forward, we end up being friends for years and years. He ends up being diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. He has a hip replacement that doesn't heal well. Again, I'm loading him into the car after he was at hip replacement therapy for uh, a few weeks. And again, that cold, rainy, sleety kind of day, his face is covered with rain. It's an achy bones kind of day. And I put him in the passenger seat. I get in the driver's seat and I'm thinking, really, God, really? Could you give this guy a break? I'm thinking. And I look at his face, Katie. Oh, my. He's got this big, he's blind. So he's this big Stevie Wonder glasses, this big toothy smile and rain all over his face. And he says, I love the rain. And I looked at him and I said, what is wrong with you? Like, what, how? You want to talk about joy? That question a few minutes ago, he is pure joy. And here's his answer. He said, I love the rain because on the day my mom died, it rained. When we buried my mom, it rained. And I feel like she's reaching down and touching my face. Mm. This man who's blind, who, who relies on sensory, he can feel his mom reaching down from heaven and touching his face. To this day, because I tell people like you this story, it's raining right now in Cleveland. I get texts all day long. I love the rain. I love oh. the rain. Because you won't look at the rain the same way ever again. His purpose... His purpose is a man who should have been shaking his fist at God, by our knowledge, lives on. And he ended up passing away. It was a terrible day. I just talked to him the day before. I was going to bring him ginger ale. And then I get a phone call um, that he's passed away. And we just started a speaking circuit. We, went, we did one. He wouldn't do it for years. He was too humble. And we called it the blind leading the blonde. Mm. And he came with me. He didn't want to talk or speak. So he just stood up standing ovation. And then I get the phone call that he's passed away when I couldn't even say goodbye before we could do our second one again. Really God, 
really? Yeah. And I, I feel like I got to keep an eye on the time. I want to be respectful, but I feel like my new friend, we could talk forever. I like making new friends because my old stories are new again. That's yeah. what I say. But honestly, when you ask me my favorite stories, I couldn't even, if we had a week, right. begin to tell you the stories that still continue. And the point being, again, if you're listening to this, what are you going to do with today? If today's a gift and tomorrow not guaranteed, at your funeral, will they be clapping out? I kind of have like that vision about, um, hallelujah by and by, you know, that song. Yes. Yeah. About, yeah. When everyone's clapping, like, that's how I want the funeral to be. And, and, and I want people to go forward inspired by the four years that Ella Fink got the 11 years that Colin Nemec got Marcus. Oh my gosh. That picture of him knowing, knowing what you all have, have built up in his name. Yes, Jesus. Yes, we hear you. We don't understand you, but we hear you. And that's, we take a cue from, from these kids who've gone before and from people like you who are doing that work, standing on faith in the face of things that seem uh, uh, insurmountable. And I love you. I absolutely love you all. And I um, send a big love from Cleveland to Tennessee until we yes. can meet in person. Well, thank you so much for sharing those two stories in particular, like those stuck out. Um, they both touched me for sure. And I know everybody listening was moved by that. And um, one of the things that you were talking about with Colin, um, or actually with the second gentleman, what was his name again? The blind gentleman? Chappelle Letman. Chappelle, well, he, when he said, when you were talking about the rain and him getting in the car, um, I remember this one particular day with Marcus that I think I might've told you about where I went to pick him up from school and it was going to be a really hard day. Like he was going to have MRIs, chemo, um, a whole bunch of pokes and prodding and yucky medicine and sedation. And I was dreading it. And, um, I had a lot of anxiety that day and I went to pick him up from school and it was a sunny day and we walk outside and we're holding hands and heading to the car. And he looks at me and he says, mom, it's going to be a fun day. And I just had a tear, you know, tear come down my, uh, my face. And when he said that, because his face was so full of joy, even knowing what he was about to face that day. And he was choosing, he, he didn't say it is a fun day. It's going to be a fun day. And he was choosing to find the joy in the day. And it just um, convicted me as a, an adult. I was choosing to choose the anxiety of the day and, the, and dreading the day. And Marcus was the one going through the things and he was going to choose joy. And so from the moment we left the school, I, I kind of intentionally looked at things through his perspective. And I saw how he, it was a great day because he made it a great day. Like he chose to, to be excited about all the little things that I took for granted. Um, and, and a friend of ours wrote a children's book recently. Um, it's not published or anything, but she wrote a children's book all about that. Yeah. All about that story. Yeah, I remember. I love that. Yeah. Yes. It, it was so amazing. Think. Yes. Yeah. It, it's so amazing that those little things, those little moments, it can just be life-changing. And now, like you said, his face and this, the rain on his face, and I love the rain. And now, you know, that lives on because people will comment on that to you. And then you share the story and then somebody else will share the story. And, and I hope that people share our story and Marcus's story and his legacy lives on in the same way. And, and I have confidence that it will. Um, and so this, it's just so amazing and so heartwarming. Um, for me, it is still the blind leading the blind. For you, it is still Marcus, you know, leaving little things that we see, like the anchors that I see. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, 
I see him up there weaving. Like God's like, here's the thread. Go, go Marcus, go Colin, go Ella, you know, go, go weave. And, yeah. uh, that's powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. So, um, in closing, Don, tell me, what would you, what would just your last thoughts be to encourage the listener today who is just not feeling fulfilled in what they're doing with their life right now, and maybe have some fear in mm-hmm. changing courses or doing something different. Um, what would your in, in closing encouragement be to them? I would say fear is a liar. Yes. It's a liar. I'm speaking to myself right now as well. Mm-hmm. And my Um, friend and mentor who doesn't know that he's my friend and mentor yet, Bob Goff. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. Right. I hope you're listening, Bob. Let's figure out how to get this to him. He speaks to us, doesn't he? When he says to align yourself with the people who are adjacent to your goals. Mm -hmm. So, okay. The things that I don't do well, I'm a storyteller. That's the only thing I will ever brag about that I do well because it's my passion Mm -hmm. and I love to tell stories. Then you have all this other, I'm not a business person, you know, all this other, how do we, how do we make that a calling, not just a career? Well, that would be my advice, which is stolen from Bob Goff, um, to just align yourself with the people who are adjacent to your goals, you being one of them, like having the opportunity to see how you're doing your podcast and stepping out in faith, right? That that's my advice. It's really that simple. Like the prayer in the morning, take the next best step, order my steps, father God, because none of us. Uh, have the perfect playbook. It's not, it's divine design, not mine. That mm-hmm. hashtag is what we use. And so fear get behind me, show me how to order my steps and keep one foot in front of the other, looking for the people who are aligned with and uh, are in a, aligned with what you're doing and are adjacent mm-hmm. to the same goals that you have. That's where I am right now. And I would encourage people listening to write in, write into the Good Stuff family, write into your page to Katie. Tell her, you know, how much this um, spoke to you and share your stories. And then in that way, we together, we can together, we will. We build each other up. And maybe that's too long of an answer, but there it is. That's off the top of my head what I would say. And again, from someone who's walking the walk myself right now. Yes. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you so much. And yes, if you're listening and you've been moved by some of the things that Donna shared and some of these stories, um, I'm going to put her website link in the show notes and you can access all of her social media forums um, where you will be able to read about and watch videos and hear more about the good stuff and, and every all these wonderful stories that she's shared with us today. We've only got a small little glimpse today. And so um, check her stuff out. I know that you will be encouraged by it. I think you can tell that already just by what she shared today. Um, And so I will put that in the show notes for you so you can have access to that. Um, Like Dawn said, you also, um, I'll have in the show notes, my email and my um, link to my community group on Facebook. And I would, again, like she said, love to hear from you and love to hear your stories. And I think there is so much power in storytelling and sharing our stories and what God is doing. And I think the amazing part is when we share those stories, we begin to see the connections. Um, there are no coincidences and God, and like you said, he's weaving things together and, and we begin to see glimpses of those, but we can't see it if we don't share it. And so it's just so important to share, 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 share your story, no matter what, all the ugly parts, all the beautiful parts, it all matters. Um, God does not waste a hurt. He doesn't waste any part of it. Um, so amazing. So with that, I am going to go ahead and close this in prayer and, um, 
Dawn, I just want to thank you again so much for being with us on the show today. Thank you. I don't know if you could hear that here, but a huge thunderclap out the window right now. I told you how it is raining here. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I feel, oh, like, I feel like the heavens are standing in agreement with you. Woo-hoo. I'll just point that out. It was loud. I love it. <laughs> so, yes, thank I you. Uh, um, I just, I thank God for you and thank you for this opportunity and God bless. Thank you. All right, dear Heavenly Father, God, I just pray over the listener um, today who is just struggling, Father, who's going through life and and feeling that something is missing and they're just getting up and, um, and, and trying to trudge through life, but they're not finding joy and they're not finding purpose. And yet they know that you are calling them to something. Um, they're not sure what it is and they're afraid. I pray God that as they hear these stories today and, and just the, some of the things that Dawn shared and that we talked about, that they will be inspired Lord to just take that next right step, to be bold and to be brave and to trust you, to know that you don't make mistakes and that those you call, you equip, that you will give them what they need to take those next steps, God, and to just truly not just follow their their brain and what their brain tells them to do, but follow their heart as well. You have gifted each one of us with special gifts, divine gifts and talents and abilities, Lord, and we are never as happy as we can be when we are using those gifts for your glory and to shine light on other people's lives and serve and, and love other people using our gifts. So I just pray that the person listening today would be able to identify that they would reach out to you and cry out to you and you would press upon their heart what you have called them to do, who you've made them to be, and that they would be able to use those gifts for your glory and find true joy and fulfillment, not in a dollar amount, not in a title, um, or anything that the world would would view as successful, but in just living their best life that you have called them to, Lord, whatever that may look like. And so I just thank you again for, for Dawn being here and sharing her heart. And I just know that so many people are going to be impacted by these good stuff stories, God. And we just thank you that you are the author of all those stories um, and you do not waste our hurts. And we praise you for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.